Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Central Wired podcast, and thanks for listening in. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week at centralwired.com or on Facebook and Instagram. We hope this week's message meets you right where you're at. Enjoy. Hey, I thank God for you guys. I'm glad you're in my life. If uh, you're here for the first time or the first time in a long time, we're delighted that God has brought you here. You're not here by accident or whim or chance. God has maneuvered and orchestrated in your life to bring you into this place, into his presence, that he could have a word with your life, with your heart. And you've come at a cool time. We're on week two of a new teaching series I just forgot the name of it. Battle ready. I'm, I'm battling up here, baby, and it's a, I'm half-armed because I'm half-witted. Hey, last year, we kind of made it, last year, last week, we kind of made it clear. You can just call me Joe Biden if I keep making verbal gaffes. <laughs> this isn't as easy as it looks for me or him. Um, last week, we did hashtag the struggle is real. And that's life. A better life, it's possible, and it's worth the fight. But you got to be battle ready to get there uh, because the struggle is real. Struggle is real in relationships. A better marriage, better parenting, better friendships, they're all worth the fight, but you got to get, you got to be battle ready to get there. Um, Getting free of addiction, emotional struggles, and mental confusion. It's all worth the fight, but you got to be battle ready. Uh, Let me start with this question. How many of you have actually, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in a second. How many of you have actually literally been in a a fight, a physical fight? Um, You took somebody, you wrestled them to the ground, or they wrestled you to the ground. I mean, this is a fight where uh, punches were thrown. Uh, Maybe you got punched, or you threw some punches. Uh, Maybe it was in uh, recess, when you were just a kid in school out in the playground, or maybe is it junior high in the locker room, or on the football field in high school, or out behind the bleachers during a football game, or maybe it was in a bar. But how many of you have been in, literally been in an actual physical fight? Dang, this is a violent church. <laughs> it's a good thing that you're here. Um. You see, we have struggles. You may want to wonder why I would ask about fighting at church. And it's because our, our fight is not against other people. Um, your biggest enemy is not your mother-in-law or your crazy boss at work. Your biggest enemy, if you're a Republican, is not a Democrat. If you're a Democrat, it's not Fox News. If you're a Packer fan or a Bear fan... Well, we don't even need to go there. But here's the deal. For the struggle of life that is real, here's what we got to do. We build up. Say build up. up. Yeah, you got to do the work on the inside. I mean, struggle comes at you from the outside. And if you're weak on the inside, the struggle overwhelms you. It can overwhelm a marriage. It can create tremendous difficulty in parenting. It can create emotional difficulties and mental struggles. We got to build up Ray, uh, the guy um, 
doing our loop just then. He's uh, one of our newest staff members, or he's been a friend for a number of, of years. He's at my home for dinner the other day. And I asked him, uh, Ray, do you enjoy working out? Because I know I do. <laughs> and Ray, have you ever tried to hug that guy? It's like hugging a rock. And uh, Ray said, you know, I really don't enjoy working out, but I love the results. It's the same thing with doing a spiritual workout, being in God's Word, being in prayer, being in worship every week and without fail. I mean, if you come hit or miss, you can't build up. If, you're, if there's a bunch of dust on your Bible because you don't open it every day to find God's truth and God's help and God's wisdom and God's comfort and God's counsel, you don't get built up. Ray hasn't become um, built like me um, by accident. No, we build up on the inside to stand against the struggles that come against us on the outside. Scripture says, build up your strength in union, in your relationship with Jesus, your Lord, by means of his mighty power. When you are united in relationship with Jesus, his power is infused into you. It's not your power. Willpower will never be strong enough. You get his power. In fact, Scripture promises this. Ephesians 3.20, God is able in your life, in your marriage, in your parenting, in your finances, in your emotions to do immeasurably, abundantly, exceedingly more than all you can ask. And we can ask for a lot than all you can imagine. If you can dream it, God can do it. God is able to do immeasurably more than all you can ask or imagine according to his power that's at work within you. And his power is your relationship with Jesus Christ. You got a strong relationship with Jesus Christ. You got a lot of power on the inside. You got a flimsy relationship, insubstantial relationship with Jesus, and you're going to be weak on the inside. Put on God's, all God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the lies and deceits of the devil. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil, the rulers and authorities of this unseen. You can't even see them coming. They're doing it, but you don't even know. You don't see them doing it until they've done you big time. Our struggle is against the mighty powers of this dark world and against evil spirits. Jesus said, I believe personally, I think the greatest con Satan has pulled on the human race is getting people to believe that he does not exist. But Jesus knew the reality of Satan. He taught on the reality of Satan. Jesus was always battle-ready to handle whatever Satan threw at him. He used the Word of God. He used prayer. He used worship. Jesus never missed a weekend in worship. As a result, Satan would turn tail and run from Jesus. He couldn't pull anything on Jesus. But Jesus says this. Here's the deal. Satan is a liar, and he will deceive you and get you into trouble and bring hurt into your life. Now, Satan, to tell you the truth, he can't cause you problems. He works in your mind and your heart. Problems happen to anybody. The struggle is real. It's how you feel about the problems, what you think about the problems that get you into emotional pain, that get you into relational difficulty. Jesus said, Satan is a thief. He will steal from you everything that money cannot buy. He'll steal your joy. He'll steal your peace. He'll steal your hope. He'll get you Instead of trusting the goodness of God, 
He'll lead you into worry and fear. In fact, that's a good way to figure out if you're falling into Satan's lies and deceit if you're afraid and you're worried. If you're trusting God, if you're resting in your relationship with Jesus because you know that he's going to go to work in your behalf, you know that you're not buying into the lies of Satan nor letting him steal from you what is most precious to you. Jesus also called Satan a murderer. He is out to destroy your life and your relationships. Um, Our most lethal enemies are not those who have a difference of opinion with us or hold a different political stance. Our most lethal enemies are the evil spirits of this dark, unseen world. Now, that should not freak you out if you've yielded your life to Jesus Christ. If you have a growing, real relationship with Jesus, then you're not a person of fear. You're a person of faith. And your faith means that you are more than conqueror. You don't just cope in life, you conquer. You don't just survive, you thrive. You don't just get by. You enjoy the super abundant life that Jesus has come into your life to give. And so as Christ followers, we are undaunted. We are fearless on the basis of our faith in Jesus and our relationship with him. In fact, here's the deal. If you have surrendered your life to Jesus, here's the miraculous transformation that occurs. Now you belong to God. God says, you know what? No one and nothing can snatch you out of my hand. Once you've given your life to me, once you're in my hand, nothing can snatch you out of my hand. Now, you can walk away from the hand of God. You can ignore the hand of God. You can reject the hand of God. But if you are surrendered to Jesus, you are in the hand of God, nothing and no one can snatch you from his hand. You don't have to be afraid of any evil. Here's why. You've already won the victory. You don't have to fight for a victorious marriage or uh, fight for victorious emotions or fight for victorious finances. Christ followers, we fight not for victory, but from victory. Jesus has already won the victory. You've already won the victory. The spirit who lives in you is greater. The spirit of Jesus in you is greater than the spirit who is in the world. In fact, Jesus says, I have given you. This is an unbreakable, unshakable promise. Jesus says, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Now, what would you prefer to have, all authority or all power? Authority trumps power every time. It was like yesterday afternoon when I was cussing in front of the TV. (laughs) I was watching the, the Cubs, and the home umpire, the guy behind the plate, was cheating. There's this big, powerful, professional, world-class athlete, Chris Bryant. If you don't know, he plays for the Cubs. He was at home plate, strike one, strike two. The umpire calls strike three on a ball that was a mile outside. And Chris Bryant gets all up in his face. Chris Bryant is the guy with the power, but but the umpire is the one with the authority. A couple batters later, Kyle Swarber comes up. He's another big, professional, world-class athlete. And the same stinking thing happens. Strike one, strike two. And then the umpire calls strike three on some crazy, nutty outside pitch. And that's when I was teaching Kyle Swarber some new cuss words. And Kyle Swarber starts arguing with the ump. 
Why? Because the ump's got the authority. Authority is everything. And Jesus has given you all authority in his name over all the power of evil. You're more than conqueror through Jesus Christ who has saved you. Um, Now, soldiers, Roman soldiers in the day of Jesus, they carried about 140 pounds of battle gear. They had to be able to run in the gear. They had to be able to march in the gear. They had to be able to do hand-to-hand combat in in the gear. And more important than the armor on the outside was um, armor like this. It's under armor. It was a belt that they wore. Um, This I borrowed this from my son, Wilkie. He uses it when he works out. I don't have one of these. Because I don't work out. But it's why I wore my Under Armour shirt today. I see a bunch of you guys wearing your Under Armour sports gear, and I'm having to really concentrate not to say underwear sports gear. No, Under Armour. And on the back of my shirt, it says freedom. Because we get true freedom in life, freedom from addiction, freedom from emotional struggles, freedom from mental uh, chaos. We get true freedom through our relationship with Jesus. But it all comes down to being battle ready by wearing our under armor. Now, some time ago, Under Armour had a, a marketing campaign called Protect This House. Now, For those conversant with professional football, every uh, team wants to protect their home field advantage. We're not letting some opposing team come into our house and dominate on our field. No, we're going to protect our house. Well, what Lambeau Field is for the Packers and what Soldier Field is for the Bears, your heart is your house. You've got to protect this house, because this is where Satan attacks. He's not going to give you cancer or make you have a car wreck. Now, I know that there are some folks go to church who have this like fixation on Satan. They like see a devil behind every bush. They rear in the car in front of them and they're like, oh, the devil made me do it. When actually they were texting on their phone. Or they fail a test in school. And like, that's not satanic attack. They just didn't study. Or he or she is having a bad hair day and they're ready to cast the demon a bad hair out of their hair. All they need to do is wash their hair. (laughs) He that is in me is greater and his attack is not on my hair or my relationships. It's on my mind and how I think about my relationships. It's on my heart and how I Feel, for instance, on my relationships. So we got to protect. We got to protect our house from the lies, the schemes, the deceits, the theft, and the murderous intent of Satan. We got to protect our house. Um, that's why I borrowed this um, from Wilkie, because Satan. Uh, Satan. Scripture says this. Put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. 
And that word evil, it means, it can mean anything. It has a whole range of meaning from minor annoyance. Just a minor annoyance can let, give Satan a crack to get in your heart. Have you ever known anybody? Something bad happens and it just ruins their whole day. They tell you, they tell people at work. They tell the neighbor, they just have an emotional meltdown over an annoying, minor annoyance. Have, have you ever known anyone who is easily angered? Have you ever known anyone who just gets into a hot mess over, really? Have you ever known someone whose feelings are hurt easily? They're not wearing their spiritual under armor. Now, now, that word evil, it, it can go to the other extreme and be the, the, the most harsh and hurtful of hardships. You suffer a tremendous financial reversal. You, people, people do terrible um, b- betrayals, people you trusted, or, or, or you are rejected, and, 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 and maybe it's a painful impossibility. Satan doesn't cause the cancer. But he will try to touch your heart, how you feel about the cancer, to get you to doubt the goodness of a God who can heal and deliver and save. So what do we do? We, after the battle, when we wear our special spiritual, thank you, spiritual armor, we're able to Stand immovable and victorious. You absorb the body blows that come your way, and you just keep moving forward. In fact, here's the promise of Jesus. Overwhelming, not by a nose, not by a hair, overwhelming victory is yours through whom? Through your relationship with Jesus. If you're going to go with willpower, your charisma, your intellect, your amount of money, your amount of education, nothing, nothing, nothing works in the worst situation other than a real growing relationship with Jesus who loved us. Now, that loved us part is like, ooh, feels a little warm and fuzzy, feels a little willy-nilly. What's the big deal? Well, when Paul wrote those words, he immediately wanted his readers to picture Jesus crucified on a bloodstained cross. Dying for their sins. Dying for your sins, dying for my sins on the cross. I mean, they had beaten Jesus' face beyond recognition. They had poured, pulled out his beard by the roots. They had clubbed his head again and again and again. They had turned his back into a bloody pulp. And then they had spiked him to a criminal's cross. And when he was fully physically dead, they took him from that cross, played him in a stone sealed tomb, and then God raised Jesus from the dead. And it's that unstoppable, triumphant victory of Jesus from the dead that validates everything else that he did. Yes, he can forgive your sins because he conquered the grave. Yes, he can work miraculously in your life. If he can come back from the dead, he can do anything. So, my son Wilkie wears this when he works out. It does two things. One, it protects his back. And two, it helps strengthen his core, which is more important. Because when you have a strong core, then everything else that you do physically, you're able to do more efficiently and able to do more easily. The same is true about spiritual under armor. When we build our spiritual core, 
then our prayers become more powerful. Then we open God's word and it comes alive and speaks right to our heart and our specific life situations. Then we are set free to love like never before and receive love like never before in our relationships. We are set free to put behind us our baggage, put behind us the the, the stuff in our past and begin to live with the joyous triumph of Jesus. We build our core. Now, when I first fell in love with Wilkie, I thought he was the skinniest kid in Haiti. Um, <laughs> this is the very first time he'd ever opened a gift. Wilkie um, was born under a tree, so we didn't really know the date of his birth. We just picked out a day. Hey, this is your birthday. Here's some presents. And uh, he didn't have a clue about what presents were, but he picked up on opening presents really quick. Um, I knew that my Debbie wanted to adopt Wilkie. I knew that God... Uh, had told me to make this little boy uh, my son. Uh, What I didn't know was that before we met Wilkie, um, he was virtually starving to death. Uh, His mother had been murdered. He never had a dad in his life. He had no one to care for him. He had no food. Um, He would tell me after he was in the States that he would throw rocks at mangoes, try to knock one out of the tree, but said, Dad, you know, even if I got a mango and ate it, it just made me hungrier. He would go, he and his sister would go to uh, the garbage dump after a wedding reception and eat the garbage that other people had thrown away. Maybe all the bone is off, all the meat is off the chicken moment. They would break it and suck uh, the juice out. That's how he would survive. In fact, when he came to the States, we took him to the dentist for the first time. The dental hygienist says, oh my gosh, you got to look. And inside Wilkie's mouth, his gums were impacted with dirt and rocks. Because to stave off hunger, he had made mud pies and ate the mud just to survive. I just thought he was skinny. When he came to America, he started eating four. I'm not kidding you. This kid about broke me. Started eating four meals a day. He would, he would get hungry and say, Dad, I be die. I said, it's going to be, no, no, I need food right now. He'd get up in the middle of the night and eat a full meal. I think he still does it. But he's Marissa's problem now, not mine. There's my son now. Yeah. I love him. But my, but my point is, when he works out, he wears this belt, not just to protect his back, but to strengthen and build his core. Because the core is everything. I wanted you to see this because the Word of God says that we are able to stand our ground against the lies, the deceit, uh, the stealing, murderous nature of Satan by putting on the belt of truth. In fact, when you put on your spiritual under armor, the belt of truth, you are belting Jesus close to your heart. When you wear the belt of truth, you're wearing Jesus. You're wearing the character of Christ, his love, his mercy, his grace, his patience, all that is Jesus. In fact, Jesus made this promise, said this of himself. He said, I am. Say, I am. Notice the comma, I am is God's name. In the Greek, ego eimi. In the Hebrew, Yahweh. Jesus is saying, I am God. I am God, the way, the truth. Say truth. Truth. 
Yeah, that's the big deal. That's a hinge on which everything turns. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father, my heavenly Father, except through me. Now, lots of people today, they see this, they hear this, and they say, they say oh, that man, that Jesus, he was so intolerant. He was so exclusive that he's the only way? I thought all religions led to God. No, all religions lead to death. Only a relationship with Jesus leads to life. And if that's true, if Jesus is the truth and he's telling the truth, these are the most loving words that ever left his lips. That it's possible to have a true, ongoing, deep, and developing relationship with God. You can literally, profoundly, and personally experience God's love. You can find freedom. You can experience God's joy. You can have God's peace. God can be your rock, but it comes through a relationship with Jesus. Jesus says, just take my, put your hand in my hand. Jesus says, put your hand in my hand. Jesus says, put your hand in my hand, and I will put your life into the hands of God, and no one can snatch you from God's hands. You see, truth is not defined by a principle. It's defined by the person of Jesus who died for your sins and whom God raised from the dead. I mean, which would you rather go with, the facts or the truth? The facts You're just going to get information. The truth gives you transformation. And so one thing I want us to visualize before we go is that we can literally belt the truth of God's written word. That's a slimy sucker. (laughs) That we can literally belt the, the truth of God's word to our heart. So we begin to live in his promises. If his word says it, we believe it, we live it that settles it. We, we begin to absorb from God's Word, God's love. We begin to absorb from God's Word, God's wisdom. We begin to absorb from God's Word, God's strength. The only thing I know that is better than God's written Word is the living Word, Jesus Christ. I mean, Satan will mess with you about the subject of love. I'm going to make some of you mad right now. It's a gift. I don't believe in love at first sight. I believe in lust at first sight. And now love may develop from that first sighting, but love is not something discovered. Love is something developed. Often it takes years, decades. Guess where I'm going today when church is over? My mom and dad's. Why? Because why would I drive four and a half hours down today, four and a half hours back tomorrow? My mom and dad are celebrating their 70th wedding anniversary. My mom was 17 when they were married. My dad was 21. I was born the highlight of their life. I was born when my mom was 19. My brother came a year later. Over 70 years They've developed an enduring, endearing love that hangs in there no matter what. As evidence, having the truth belted to me, I'm not like the crazy country western star who sings, looking for love in all the wrong places. Because here's where it's found. And Scripture says this, love is patient. 
Love is not, patience is not something you discover. It's something that you build up, that you develop, that you work out to possess. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Love is not rude. So if you find yourself being insensitive, thoughtless, and rude, you know that you haven't figured love out yet. You haven't developed love. Love does not demand its own way. Love is not irritable. It keeps no record of wrong. Love forgets and forgets. Love never gives up, never loses faith. That's my mom and dad. They never gave up. They never lost faith. Love is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. That's why the belt of truth is not something that you can take off and take on. My son, he doesn't wear this to keep his pants up. He wears this when he works out to protect his back and to build his core. But spiritual under armor is something that we absolutely have to wear 24-7 because Satan is after us to hurt us, to lie to us, to scheme against us, to deceive us, to steal from us what money cannot buy, and to do murderous work in our relationships. He is after us 24-7. And so we just keep the Word of God belted to us. And so some folks, it's not just that they get mixed up. Satan messes with their mind, messes with their heart about love. Satan messes with our minds and messes with our hearts about hurtful things that have been done to us, about hateful words that have been said to us, about betrayals, about rejections. And so when we, when we have the Word of God, the truth belted to us, we absorb the hurt just like a body blow. It hammers on us, but we absorb the blow and just keep moving forward. Scripture says, here's the truth, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving the people who've betrayed you, forgiving the people who've been unkind to you, forgiving the people who've shown prejudice against you because of the color of your skin, or the way you believe about Jesus, forgiving, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. One of the things about wearing the belt of truth and having his word belted to us is that we are constantly grateful that our sins are forgiven. And if God could forgive all the horror and darkness of our sin, then we are called to forgive the sins of those who offend us. Sometimes Satan messes with our head and our hearts. One of his favorite playgrounds is our money. And we, we just find ourselves continually just living pay, pay, paycheck to paycheck in a financial hole, and it feels like we just are never going to dig our way out. And so Jesus, when you have his truth belted to you, you know how to get the financial freedom. It's counter-cultural, it's counter-intuitive, but because it's the truth, it works every time, all the time. Jesus says, here's the deal for financial freedom, give. Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return, so you didn't lose anything because it returns to you in full, but better than full, it's pressed down, shaken together to make room for more. You get more than you gave. Running over, poured into your lap, the amount you give will determine the amount you give back. So you're like, really? I can't believe that. Or really, I'm going to live that. That's the belt. That's the truth. Because here's the deal. If you don't belt the truth, 
to your heart and mind, you're going to belt bitterness, greed, selfishness, and fear to your heart and mind. Uh, lots of folk come here, and uh, it's the first time in church. And often we have baptisms. People are buried with Christ and raised up in Christ uh, in baptism. And they see that, and they're like, well, that's cool for them, but I ain't ever doing that. And they start making excuses. They start putting up obstacles because Satan is speaking the excuses to their mind and creating the obstacles to God's work in their heart. God is calling them. God is reaching out to them. God wants to draw them into superabundant life, but they have one excuse after another. But when the truth is belted to you, check it out, you know to turn to God. And be baptized, each of you, without exception, without excuse, without exemption, in the name of Jesus. Why? So your sins are forgiven. Got to get rid of that sin baggage and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, I want to tell you three things, three ways Satan works in you, three reasons you need to keep the belt of truth attached as your spiritual under armor. Number one. Satan will try to steal God's word from your heart. You come to a place like this place on a day like today, and all I want to do is not give you the news or current events or politics. I just want to give you the living word, Jesus, and the written word of Scripture. And so you receive it, but you leave. And if you don't walk away with truth belted tightly to your heart and mind, Satan comes and steals the truth. Here's what Scripture says. The evil one comes and snatches away the seed of God's Word that was planted in your heart. Okay, number two, Satan is a mind blinder. It's one of the reasons that all these hundreds and hundreds of names of our friends and family and neighbors and coworkers are on the cross. It's It's the reason why next Sunday evening at 6, we are hosting a big prayer and praise service because we are going to pray that God rips the blinders off the eyes of our friends, our family, our neighbors and co-workers who are yet to believe. Here's what Scripture says, that Satan, the God of this world, blinds the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. The glory of Christ is that he died in our place for our sin as our substitute, taking the punishment we deserve for our sin, and God raised him from the dead. And that same resurrection power is mine and yours, and we get to live in it as we wear the belt of truth. And so, man, if you've got a friend, if you've got a neighbor, if you've got a coworker, if you've got a family member who is yet to believe, change your schedule in whatever way it's necessary to be here next Sunday night. So we call down the favor of God to rip off those blinders and let people see. Number three, Satan will try to trap you. And his traps are excruciatingly painful. Scripture says this. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth, who is Jesus, and then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. For they have been held captive by Satan to do whatever he wants. Now, 
When you are a child of God, the cool thing is Satan lays the trap, but you can see him. You might not be able to see him, but you can identify the traps. You can be smarter than he is. Uh, Satan, is that the best you got? Come on, bring it on. You can identify the traps. You can avoid the traps. When you have the truth of Jesus belted to your heart and mind, you are able to have the wisdom of God to see evil at work against you and dominate Dominate the evil every time so that you win and you win and you keep piling up wins in every area of your life. Now, in this series, Battle Ready, I've tried to emphasize that we don't fight the way the world fights. That we use the truth of God's word. We use a relationship with Jesus. We, we use prayer. And so I've asked our band to come out and lead us in this song and please Please, I'm going to invite you to stand in a second, but I just want you to stay through the entirety of this song. Let the lyrics just get into your hearts. This is how we fight our battles. Maybe we should say, this is how we win. This is how we live in the triumphant, unstoppable power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Would you stand with me, please? Let me pray over you. Father God, would you wield this song to your glory and touch and change the hearts of these gathered here. Lord, Thank you for helping us win. We're going to keep winning because this is how we fight our battles. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us. Just a reminder to stay connected with us throughout the week at centralwire.com or on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for being with us and have a great week.